to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. I am really, really excited to be here tonight. I did not know that I was going to be able to be here. I was like literally speeding my butt home from Central Oregon this morning. I had some issues with my clutch on my truck. So ended up having to stay a bit longer and I'm never gone. If I'm I just, yeah, I, I was just praying I made it home in time and I got here right before the show started. So I'm sure there's stuff I've forgotten tonight and, um, you guys are just going to help me get through that. <laughs> I know you will. Uh, but before we get started, I want to make sure you have you have the number to call in, which is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read tonight. And when you call in, you can follow the prompts, and uh, I'll tell you how to get onto the show. So. As I go through some of this stuff tonight, make sure that you're getting your pens and papers out because I am going to be, well, inspiration from the inkwell portion of the show. You want to make sure you have something to write with when I get there. So just as a reminder, before we do that, I want to remind you that we have started a new Poetry for Prizes event. And from what I understand, Christopher didn't go over that last week. So we are going to extend this one week longer so that we make sure everybody has a chance to get in and get entered into the drawing. I'll be giving details on that during the workshop, so listen for that. We have some special things coming up. I am working on putting together some things for our Halloween special, so get ready to get your spook on for October. And we have our anniversary show coming up, too. Exciting times here at the Speakeasy. Now, I want to take a moment before I go into any more detail on this, which I'm actually going to do that during the workshop, but I want to take a moment and make sure that we thank our sponsors. Those of you who stepped up to the plate, contributed towards our 2023 broadcasting license. It is literally because of you guys that we are here together tonight. We could not do this show anymore without the help of our sponsors. The um, broadcasting licenses have gone way up and, you know, it's not something I can do on my own anymore. So it is really important to give these people kudos and their loves and their hugs and their respect because um, it means a lot. It means a lot to see the community step up and take care of itself, you know, to have it be important enough to you guys to support it and to keep it going. It just makes my heart feel all warm and fuzzy. So those sponsors are Annabelle Ashire, Anthony Arnold, Dave Kuhn, Debbie Kelly, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Jade Miss. Jessica Brooke, Karen DeWitt, Kristen Riley. Karen DeWitt, you guys jump over under her page and send her a hello and see how she's doing. She's had it kind of rough lately. So Kristen Riley, Krista Jopek, Krista Jopek's dog, T.S. Elliott, Lori Binder, Lynn Perkins, Martha Shefsick, 
Michael Emerald, Missy and Jimmy Ray Davis, Pineapple 16, Ripple Jones, Rich Hathaway, Robert and May Ryan, Carrie Galloway, and Timothy Melton. And I want to say a special thank you to those of you who made donations in the memory of Melvin Douglas Johnson, Philip Kent Church, John Cave, Ray Neighbors, Rick Smith II, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, King's Cadence, and Deep Enough. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you for keeping our show on the air. Thank you for keeping this community together. You are freaking amazing. We will be doing, uh, towards the end of the year, we'll be starting up our fundraiser again. So if you're interested in being a sponsor of the show, drop me a message and I'll let you know when that's coming up and how to get involved. All right. You know what time it is now? Do you? Huh? Do you? It is time for... I'm such a nerd. Inspiration from the inkwells. Keep in mind that if I go too fast or go off on a tangent or uh, whatever, okay, you can come back and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab whatever you've missed. So you can come back to our archives and listen to the podcast and start it and stop it at your leisure. And remember, we have 16 years, almost 17 years now, worth of podcasts. It's a great tool for you to utilize if you're ever sitting there and wondering, hmm, I wonder what I'll do. Just go back a couple of years, press on any show, listen to the first 15 minutes, and you'll be off and running. Think about that. 16 years worth of, I wonder how many of that is. Let me see if I can pull that up. Hang on a second. We're going to do, 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 do. This is your... This is your hold music. Where's my button? And I'm going to push it. And here we go to the studio. No, I don't want to go to the studio. I want to go to the dashboard. We have, we have, that isn't where I want to go. Oh, crap. This really didn't end up as smooth as I thought it was going to be. (laughs) So we have... 817 public episodes and seven private episodes. You can't listen to the private ones. Doesn't that make you curious what they are, though? I mean, really, seriously. 817 episodes for you to uh, utilize. That's pretty freaking awesome, you guys. I'm so proud of you. Close that up. (laughs) All right. Now, where were we? Yes. Podcast. Go back, listen. Get whatever you missed. Check it out for writing prompts. All right, so let's jump right in, and I'm going to start off by giving you this week's poetry prompts. As I go through these, keep in mind that when you write to these, they, they are meant to grow into poems. These poems are supposed to be poems. So with that in mind, remember that you can use them as the title of your poem. You can use it as a line in your poem or the general concept of your poem. For example, and I use this one all the time, it came up in our prompts tonight, was war. So you can write a poem about war without ever using the word war, but we know it's about war, so that's the concept of the poem is war without having to use the word war. Get it? Got it. Good. Okay. So I want to thank everybody who uh, sent in 
prompts for tonight. For the last month or so, we've been getting our weekly prompts from you, the listeners. I've been posting on my page before the show, and everybody's been throwing things up on there. Uh, Jade Miss actually sent some in tonight or last week in an email to me. That was very much appreciated. Used a couple of those. Thank you, Jade. Appreciate it. You are so sweet. Um, But let's go, right? Here we go. Number one, who I am. Who, no, excuse me, who am I? I'm not dyslexic here. (laughs) Who am I? Number two, real enough. Real enough. Number three, thank you, Sinister Spittle. Cold as witches titties. Cold as witches titties. Four, my sweet tooth never takes no for an answer. Never takes no for an answer. That would be a really fun one. You'll, I'll, you'll understand when I get into our next part. Number five, just another yesterday. Cover, just another yesterday. Number six, fight well. Fight well. Number seven, we are but specks of starlight. We are but specks of starlight. Eight, if you wish, you wish. Number nine, blink twice. Blink twice. This is another one that seems very simple, but if you dig into it, it's very intriguing. Number 10, one less chore. One less chore. When you guys send me stuff, You've got to be careful because you don't know which part of your messages. This isn't a prompt. This is actually part of a message. But you never know what I'm going to grab out of your messages to put on prompt. So number 10, one less chore. Number 11, when the sun goes dark, which is pretty cool because Saturday we have the Ring of Fire eclipse coming up. You guys make sure that you're somewhere cool to uh, watch that. Number 12, war. Some of you will know what I'm talking about and some of you won't. And that's going to tell, that's going to age you drastically. <laughs> One, two, three, pick up sticks. Number 14, seeds for poems. Seeds for poems. And my contribution for the week, number 15, old bones. Old bones. Remember, you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts, or you can use all the lines if you're feeling really froggy in one poem. All right, so next we're going to go over your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. And this is what you're going to do with these prompts before you sit down to write poems to them. In fact, it's what you should sit down and do to anything that inspires you before you write anything. You should do this. This is important. It is an important habit to get into. You only have to do something 21 times for it to become a habit. And then your brain will automatically do it without you even thinking. And that's when magic happens. That's when you go from a slideshow to a kaleidoscope with your inspiration. You don't believe me? Do this and find out. Oh, my gosh. Nyla, my head's just a spin of colors. Okay, so what this does, it keeps us from tucking in with whatever our baseline inspiration triggers. It teaches us how to find more inside of us, to dig deeper, to go go beyond the basic or the typical. It 100% teaches us to write better and more unique poetry. It teaches us to find our own true voice by doing this exercise. Nobody wants to write the basic poem. Oh, let's write a poem about October. I bet there's something orange in it. Yeah, no, let's not write orange poems. Don't be basic. Don't write the the ordinary. 
find the extraordinary inside you. Do this exercise and you will. So to start this, before you begin writing to the poem, uh, poems to the prompts that I just gave you, I would like you to first for you to open your journals to a clean page and starting at the top, write down the first prompt. Next, I would like you to take a moment and really ponder all the directions you could take that prompt, all the different meanings it could have. Then I would like you to write down at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. So instead of writing a poem, I want you to write down the ideas for six completely different poems that you could attach to that one prompt. Once you're done with that one, go on to number two, number three, all the way down till you have at least six ideas for poems you could write to each of the 15 prompts. And I guarantee you, you will not make it to the end of this exercise without an idea running away with you. And I 100% guarantee you, it's going to be something that surprises even you. All right, let's move on. Next, your poetry assignment. And this is going to be ongoing, an ongoing assignment, assignment for a bit. For the months of September and October, I'm going to be giving you a haiku subject prompt for your writing pleasure on each week's show. After the show, I will create a pinned post on my Facebook page with the week's new prompt. So it'll be the first post. I'll pin it to the top of my page. So when you go to my Facebook page, it'll be the very first post you'll find on my page. Make it easy peasy. Now, writing these haikus are not necessarily meant to produce great works of art, rather for you to have fun playing with words and playing with ideas. And it's going to sound funny, but I want quantity over quality. When you give yourself permission to write shitty, you're going to write amazing because you have to wander through all of that to find the good stuff. You have to be willing to give your brain the freedom to do whatever it wants to do so that it'll find out what it's supposed to do. And these kind of exercises are really fun for that. So just play with it. Have fun. Be silly. Trust me. Go look at some of the past weeks at some of the stuff that I put up there. And you'll understand what I'm talking about. All right. So I want you to really have fun with this. Don't overthink it. I want you to laugh. Get silly. Um, you know, have fun making messy with your muses and write some haikus. This has been so much fun so far. So far, so let's keep up the awesomeness, poets. I mean, it's been really cool. I just got back from my week up in 11 days up in the mountains, and Dawn and saw some of the haikus you guys have posted, and it just made me so it made my little heart so happy seeing that you you guys were here busy working on your little poems, and they are so cute and little and haikus, and they're awesome, and you're amazing. All right, so there you go. But wait, wait, there's more. There's always more, right? Remember I was talking about your new Poetry for Prizes event? Well, it just so happens it doubles up with your weekly poetry assignment. So there's only one way to get entered into our Poetry for Prizes drawing, and that is to add your haiku poem to the prompt I post each week on my Facebook page. Okay, so to clarify, the only way to get entered into the drawing is to write a haiku poem the weekly subject, go onto my Facebook page and put it in the comment section of the prompt post. Okay? Now, remember, you can write as many haiku poems as you want. 
Each one posted is worth one entry into the drawing. So if you go on and you write one entry like last week, what was it? The first week we had frogs. All right. So if you went and you posted one poem about a frog, your name is into the drawing once. If you went on there and you wrote 10 frog haikus, your name is in the drawing 10 times. So the more you write, the more times you're entered. And that's why this is fun. That's why I'm saying don't sit there and ponder with your little poet hat on, with your glass of wine staring out into the dark through an open window. Just have fun and play and just write as many fun haikus as you want. You know, collab with someone. Answer someone writes a haiku, answer them. Dave Kuhn and I have a lot of fun doing that together. So the other thing you need to know, which is really cool, is we started this three weeks ago, four weeks ago. If you go back, if you scroll through my Facebook page, like I said, the first week we did, we did the subject of frogs. If you go back and find that post and you write a frog haiku and you put it on that post, that counts, even though the week's long gone. So any haiku poems you post on any of the week's subject matter on there until the end of the contest. Well, it's not really a contest. until the end of the drawing, the event, drawing event. I don't like contests. So... Yeah, so get busy. Get those haikus written. I will put a – see if I can put the links to the other weeks on, or I'll put reminders to the, for the other ones on there so you can remember what each week was. If you want to go back and write some for the past weeks, we had some really fun ones on there. One of them was we folks like little fairies and goblins and whatchamacallits. That was awesome. So this week, your haiku prompt is anything that includes bones. So it could be like the bones of the trees, the bones in your body. It could be whatever bones. Anything is, the, you know, the bones of the, a plot, whatever it is. However you can twist that up and make it about bones, it has to be about bones. So any haiku that includes bones. Now, what we're going to do now, if you have any questions on that, let me know. I'll get for you by tomorrow. That's the end of that. Haiku, write them, post them, win prizes. What we're going to do now is stepping in for your writing exercise for the next month. So for the month of October, like I said, we have some pretty special events coming up. And one of those is our Halloween show. What is cool about this exercise is if you do one of these, you can not only, when you come on, you can read your two poems that you normally get to read. But if you do one of these exercises, you get to read a third. So you can read your two normal poems. And then you can read your poem for the prompts I'm giving you in just a moment, but only on the Halloween show. All right. So these six writing prompts, I have six of them for you to choose from. You will have the month of October to work on them. You can write to just one or you can write to all six of them if you want. Then you can call in and read it on our special Halloween broadcast show. Now note, please, if you cannot call in, to the show. You can message your poem to me, or you can post it on my Facebook poem or page, and I will find someone to read it for you. I won't read it because I get requests all the time for me to read people's poems, and if I do it once, I'm going to get bombarded, and I can't do it for one person and not do it for everybody, so I'm just not going to do that. But I will find people to read your poems, good people to read your poems, because we have some amazing poets here. So if you can't get onto the show, but you would like your poem read, Send it to me in a message or post it on my Facebook page and ask me to add it to our Halloween show, and I will be happy to do that. So the theme and or titles for these prompts are, number one, 
trick-or-treating at the Speakeasy Cafe. Trick-or-treating at the Speakeasy Cafe. You'll notice the theme here. Number two, Halloween party at the Speakeasy Cafe. Halloween party at the Speakeasy Cafe. Number three, murder mystery night at the Speakeasy Cafe. You know, like those dinner theater murder mystery events that restaurants do? Yeah. Murder mystery night at the Speakeasy Cafe. Number four, spending the night in the haunted Speakeasy Cafe. Spending the night in the haunted Speakeasy Cafe. Number five, the curse of the Speakeasy Cafe. The curse of the Speakeasy Cafe. And number six, thanks to Dark Carnival, the Speakeasy Cafe's Dark Carnival. The Speakeasy Cafe's Dark Carnival. Okay, so those are the titles and or themes for your writing pleasure. However, there is a twist to this. There always, as I said, there's always a plot twist. Always has to be one, right? So here it is. You must feature in these poems some of the people, the poets, or the listeners from the Speakeasy community in whatever you're writing. So if you're writing... Uh, the poem, Spending the Night in the Haunted Speakeasy Cafe, you have to put people in there like Noreen and Jimmy Ray and Mama and Soldier Blue. You have to put people from our community, poems you write. Okay? So you can also, and I've been saying poems. I didn't say poems last time I did this, but I I always say poems. I, uh, I messed up. So it doesn't have to be a poem. I don't care if you write just a little prose piece, a little short snippet. I don't care if you write it in story form. Okay? It doesn't matter. Just write those fun things about Halloween at the speakeasy, with the speakeasy community at the stars in your poem, and we'll be good to go, and we'll have a really fun time with those on the Halloween show. All right. So I will be posting those on my page if you happen to miss them, by the way. Closing this out, I'm going to run through the prompts for this week again very quickly. Number one, who am I? Number two, real enough. Three, cold as witches' titties. Four, my sweet tooth never takes no for an answer. Five, just another yesterday. Six, fight well. Seven, what are we, or <laughs> what are we but specks of starlight? Number eight, if you wish. Number nine, blink twice. Number ten, One less chore. Number 11, when the sun goes dark. Number 12, war. 13, one, two, three, pick up sticks. 14, seeds for poems. And 15, old bones. All right, there you have it. Remember, as food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not, I just want to open up everybody's mic so they can say this with me because by now you guys should know this. They'll spiel it by heart. If you are not reading more than you, say it with me. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You need to have input in order to have output. You need to feed your brains. You are what you eat. This applies to what you feed your brain as well. And life experience is just as good as reading. I just spent 11 days up in the high desert in southeastern Oregon. And it was incredible. You know, and there's things that I saw and heard and felt and did that someday I'm going to be able to pull on and use for inspiration when I'm trying to think of something. If I don't have those experiences, if we don't have those experiences, how are we ever going to 
add more colors to our inspiration palette, if you will. All right. Remember, as our writer's discipline, every day you are writing a haiku poem. And I say discipline because it is that. It is something you have to make yourself do. And it is so important that you do this. You know, it's not always fun and games. This is your craft. You have to practice it. You have to have a discipline. You have to do things that keep it active. Because if you don't, then you go, oh, my gosh, I haven't written a poem in a day. Oh, it's been two days. Oh, my gosh, it's two. I must have writer's block. No, you don't. You can pick up a pen and you can write something. You, you don't have writer's block. Writer's block does not exist. It's like the boogeyman. It's an urban legend. If you don't believe in it, it can't hurt you. There is no such thing as writer's block. Just pick up a pen and write. You don't have to write something postable every day in order for you to write. Okay? So a way to keep that creative side of us oiled, thinking, moving, fed, give it the attention that it needs because, you know, muses can be finicky. You want to make sure that they're happy and well-fed. So every day, go out and write a haiku poem. Go out into the world as you get up in the morning until you crawl into bed at night and find your 17 syllables. Haiku poem, for those of you who may be new to the form, is three lines with a 575 syllable count. And I used to hate thinking about doing form poems because it was numbers. And I really have issues with numbers until I realized it wasn't numbers at all. It's a word puzzle. And then I love them. I have so much fun with them. And most of us talk in haiku. It's our our normal cadence when we talk. So you'd be surprised. So every day, go out and find your, your 17 syllables. And even if when you write it down, you know, write it down when you think of it. Don't stop. Don't wait. Keep pen and paper with you. You can go back and fix it later if it's not enough syllables. But get it written down. That's the important part. All right, poets, that's it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast. So we are going to, next, we are going to play an audio track. I always start and end every episode with a track by one of you, our poets. And I am actually going to play a piece by Edgar Allan Poe tonight, you know, one of our normal callers, one of our weekly listeners. Actually, I'm going to close the show with that. I'll close the show with Edgar Allan Poe's piece because it's Halloween month. You know, it's our, it's our spooky thing. But I pulled up another one I think that I'm going to play because it's pretty cool. It's by Jimmy Ray Davis. It's called Wolfman Jim. This is a great one to start the show out with. So here we go. I've seen much on this carnival haze. Brutal summer days and enough train smoke to choke a horse. Of course, it's become my livelihood. That much is understood. As much above as is below, especially playing second fiddle in a wandering sideshow. I should have been a star. I'm a real-life werewolf, no joke. But I ended up fixing wagon wheel spokes in between gigs. The jig is up, I thought. But then I got caught by her third eye. Ah, sideshow Sheila. Now she was the top billing, made the show a killing. And she touched my heart. Devlin had talked about splitting the show apart. Smooth sailing, he said, like the French River Loire. The only obstacle, that bastard Bette Noir. 
Broke into Sheila's trailer one night on a bender. This side of hell told her not to tell. Ah, uh, but you know something? She did tell. She told me. I found him buried in the freaks as usual. Told him I needed his advice. He turned away, and I whispered, "Do not make me ask you twice." He came at once, eyes daring me, until I put my hand on his shoulder and showed him my big teeth. I told him, "If you ever touch Sheila again, or harm any of these good folk, if I hear one cry or shout, I will use these teeth to rip your fucking throat out." He left well enough alone, for that is needless to say. However, his mean streak would return. But that is a tale for another day. I want to hear that tale. Now it's spooky. The music's back. What the heck? Scaring me. There we go. <laughs> that was awesome. Great job on job on that, Mr. Jimmy Ray Davis. Um, I had a mess up on my oh, Jimmy. <laughs> I messed up on my board, so I'm trying to get it straightened out. We had some calls dropping. I'm trying to figure out how to get those put back into place. Um so bear with me, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go through what comes next. If you'd like to call into the show, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to read tonight. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect. I do take callers in the order that you call in. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. You can read two poems if the lines get too busy and I have to cut you back down to one. I'm sorry if that happens in your, on your turn, but right now you're good to go at two. When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you and get to know you and your work better. Remember, please, that we do have a mature rating. That means no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. You guys know where that line is. Don't go past it. You're awesome. I love you for not messing up our show ratings. And I am going to go ahead and give you the first three callers. And while we have them on, I am going to be multitasking and getting the board straightened out if I can do that. I'm hoping I can do that. Okay. So our first three callers, 276-860 and 973. So let's go ahead and bring on 276. 276, you're on the air. Hey there, Nana. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you, sweetheart? Is this Dixie? It is. I was going to say that because you said say your name. This is Dixie Malin. Uh, <laughs> The World According to Dixie Malin on Instagram and Facebook. I can't believe I'm first. And, you know, 
I just have one thing to say before I read to you, because you told me the last time that I read that I didn't do hearts and flowers, and I don't do a lot of hearts and flowers. I have a few. <laughs> and while you were gone, guess what I did? Hearts you and wrote flowers. something about hearts and flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Just to prove me wrong, I like some spunk in there. That's good. I like it. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to take up a lot of time. I know people are waiting, and I know what it's like to be in the queue and wait. So uh, I'm going to get to my first piece. It's called Hands on Angels. Um, I don't know if you remember a show on TV years ago called uh, Saving Grace uh, with Holly Hunter and uh, – her mm-hmm. last cast. Okay. Uh this was inspired by that uh by that series. <clears throat> hands on angel. I need a hands on angel. No nonsense, child chewing cherub. One familiar with my mud and muck. Unafraid of dirt on his hands, who let me wash his suited wings after a dutiful day keeping my ass from the fire. More Allen than Mahalia Jackson, who'll knock back lemon drops, hustle a dude in a game of pool, hold his own in a bar fight, and laugh when I sing, there were things I could do, off key. One who minces no words, shoots straight from the hip, who loves my sassy lips, who knows no hypocrisy, who knows God is electric, that God is everywhere, who'll plug me in when my faithless heart trips the wire. An angel in 501s whose buttons bulge, tattering my thoughts at their seams to mire me in gritty grace while smelling like mama's cedar hope chest. One with strong aged wings to pull me to him, into his chest, with beer on his breath, because he is aware of a woman's weakness. One with a kind reminder, faith won't live where fear pays rent. His Carhartt boots, worn from walking the streets of intercession, navigating my intersections, down country roads, across cobbled sidewalks, because he's been on my back roads before. An angel staring squarely into my soul, beyond the barricades of minions serving malevolent gods, who loves me more when I'm hell-bent, because he appreciates why I should forgive, and why I can't. In peace. And why I can't. No one says you have to, right? Right. It's hard sometimes, right? You guys ain't the boss of me. I I do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, the thing I'm learning about forgiveness uh, is that uh, it's, it's for me, you know, it lets me let go of things and uh, uh, gain an empathy, you know, from for the other person's point of view and try to consider, you know, where they're coming from because, you know, we all have our demons that make us demons sometimes, you know. I've been the toxic person before mm-hmm. and uh, so... You know, I try. There are I things always... that can make bad people do good, or good people do bad things. But when Absolutely. somebody intentionally and maliciously goes out of the way to hurt someone else, I don't, I will not, that, that is like the unforgivable sin for me. 
I mean, you could do you could do something by accident or, oops, you hurt my feelings. I'm sorry, I won't do that again. Or, hey, you might not have known, but this is kind of like an issue for me. Oh, that's cool. I'm sorry, I won't. You know, whatever. Someone can do something by accident. I don't care what it is. And, you know, if it was truly an accident, then that's forgivable. But the malicious people, the ones that do intentionally go out of the way just to be assholes, forgivable to me and I won't and I don't and I just turn around I mean my way of dealing that is just I erase them they no longer exist to me they don't get to get in my world they're off the planet I mean, I like whatever that show was that show was from a long I time ago you're off the island goodbye <laughs> I, like, I don't have time for that they're not assholes they're whole asses and uh right you know, that's I feel you I mean I have had my share of malignant narcissists, but, you know, I went through a lot of self-loathing and, and a lot of being unable to accept myself. And so we teach people how to treat us when we're in that survival mm-hmm. mode. In that, and uh, so I, I can own that today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I'm proud of myself for that. But uh, there are people who you don't have to do anything to. Uh, you don't have to offend them. You don't have to wrong them, uh, you know, and, and they're just fucking cunts. And uh, pardon my word, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the best you can do is not wish them evil, you know. I don't wish anybody evil. I don't care what you've done to me. Uh, like, just because, like Tupac said, you know, just because I – uh I'm not your friend doesn't mean I'm your enemy. You know, I still want you to eat. I just right. don't want you in my tank, you know? Right. So, uh, anyway, God, we had a little therapy there, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a second poem you're going to read tonight? I do. It's hot off the presses. Uh, I wrote it about three days ago. I've written this really intense piece uh, that I might share uh, one day uh, kind of a indictment on fundamental religion. I had problems in that area. And uh, this piece was supposed to be a collaborative piece uh, with a writer friend of mine, and he's listening. I hope I hope he found the link and got it. But uh, he, uh, he had a streak of his own thing that he was doing. And after that piece, uh, I had the first eight lines, and it just started kind of writing itself the other day. And uh, it's kind of a cute little piece. Maybe a little hearts and flowers. You might get a kick. It's called, Do You Love Lucy? Do You Love Lucy? Rummy is my favorite game. Give the deck and I will play. Anything that tastes of lemon will drive my scourge away. We have these things in common, these and many more. But the wrong answer to this question will send me out the door. Do you love Lucy? You're definitely intriguing. Your body does appeal. I'm feeling like revealing, and you fill me with such zeal. Strongly, I'm attracted. I'm lying here on fire. I'll dive into your pool and drown in our desire. But do you love Lucy? Everything about her commands to be respected. Apologies, most sincere, for my question, unexpected. She is my spirit guide. Her annex jammed me with delight. But if you don't love Lucy, there'll be no coitus here tonight. So I'll ask again. Stomping out Italian grapes, such a vintage day for last. Ricky, her betrothed, but not her better half. 
Everybody knows that was Ethel Mertz. The two of them together, Lord, I'd chuckle till it hurts. She is iconic legend pushing comedy to edge. Little Ricky's party, Superman out on the ledge, and Vitamina Benjamin, the poor girl she got hammered. Shot a rifle at the popo, they hauled her ass off to the slammer. She and Ethel shoving chocolate, what delectable delight. Once the merchants, dressed as dragons, plagued her dream with funny fright. Hilarity ensued anywhere that she would go, especially when weaseling her way into the show. Now, you may not find her funny, like slipping on banana peels, but sadly, if you don't, I fear it will break this deal. Now, if you want my loving, if my oh God face you would see, then you best get with the program and throw some Lucy love at me. In peace. <laughs> I love Lucy. <laughs> Who doesn't, right? <laughs> You know, I'm not, uh, not going to say who because I'm a very private person, but someone very close <laughs> to me just recently purchased a winery in Argentina. I mean, who does that? And they're building a house down there to live. That's where they're going to retire. But they bought a winery in Argentina, and I told them that as soon as they retire and get down there, they have to hire me to be the grape stomper. I will because come too. <laughs> I have to. I that has to be me. I have to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'll come. I'll come. I'll come and uh, and stomp some grapes with you in Argentina. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Got you>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Nye. Oh, I love it. And uh, let the next people go. Thank you. It's so good to have you back. Thank you so much. Tell everyone how they can find you, love. I am on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, the name is The World According to Dixie Malin. That's M apostrophe L Y N N. Perfect. And I would love to see you get involved in writing some of those haikus for Poetry for Prizes. Just, just saying, just throwing that out there. Uh, the, the first time I have written these prompts down was tonight. You had some really good ones. And, uh, I am intrigued by a few of those. I've been doing some of those on Instagram, and uh, they are uh, they're great little exercises to uh, get the cogs oiled, I think. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, the poets, they, uh, they've been giving us some really good ones. I, I get pretty tickled every week when we get those from them. So, All right, sweetheart, I cannot wait to see what you write. I cannot wait till you bring them back to when you bring – post them on the page and bring them back to read and um, hopefully we'll talk to you next week thank you so much for your hospitality you're just so awesome I appreciate you Nyla have a good night (laughs) you too my darling Dixie we'll talk to you soon all right okay our next caller comes from area code 860 860 you're on the air hi Nyla it's Krisha Jopak Hey, Krista, how are you, sweetheart? I'm good. I actually called in last week, but I wanted to wait to share these two new poems with you. So, <laughs> yeah. Poor, Chris, poor Christopher doesn't get any of the good stuff. You know what's really funny is I normally don't leave Christopher on his own 
to host the show. And I actually drove down out of – where I go is way out in the middle of central Oregon in the middle of the desert um, mm-hmm. to a fossil formation. And I camp out there, but you have to drive. It's about 50-something miles, whatever it is. Maybe not quite that far. It's a long way to get to where you have a good, reliable, good, reliable cell service from up at the top. Um, down to where we have cell service. And I got down there, and I just could not keep a connection to save my life. So I was trying to call in, and I'd hear bits and pieces of you guys reading, and then I'd lose signal. It's like, ah! But we had a lot of storms that when we were out there, and uh, so I'm thinking maybe that was part of it. I really tried to be with you guys last week, but I want to thank all of you. Christopher told me that he had – it was probably one of the funnest shows he'd ever been on and that you guys went into overtime, and he had a blast. So thank you for taking such good care of him for me, you guys. Yeah, I listened for quite a while. He was good. Well, yeah, I'm glad you're here. To... Yeah, I'm glad to be here finally. So it's kind of a tough summer, but I'm on the mend. Good, I'm glad. So I'm going to read two poems. The first one is called Postcards Home. The moon is venting tonight. The clock sticks to its rungs. You're swimming underwater towards something prehistoric, climbing a hill that doesn't go anywhere through cloud. No one visits that many miles away from the setting sun. One hand can still fold and clap seaweed or some other green acquisition, sun lost in the grass. Lungs breathing a song no one quite remembers. It's become passe to claim stalemate against yourself. The kingdom always wins. Tomorrow, the moon hides behind entwined trees and chattering bats. Buses filled with mannequins slip through the rain. It's October again, Friday maybe. This letter won't find a stamp. This phone call won't discover your labyrinth of stairs. Only some of this matters. Only some find fortune in paper cups. If you're lucky, the coyotes pierce your dreams with wandering above ground. An estranged friend calls with hidden bounty so you won't answer. Something about a picnic in a forest of litanies. It wasn't always like this. Libraries on fire with lost magic. Poems pulled inside out by conjecture. You've been meaning to articulate a flight that's not ridiculous towards the catbirds moving south. Articulate a better plan. The hammock left in the basement so you can measure properly without summer without leaves wrapped in your hair. On the postcard, there were miracles written in cursive. The moon didn't lose its back. Cicadas weren't dying. Summer had been a symphony of abandon. You found something worthwhile, something that makes hide-and-seek for the new self obsolete, something worth mentioning. And peace. Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you. That was incredible, sweetheart. Oh, thank you. And the second one's really short. Mike Todd helped name it. He was like, I couldn't, I haven't been able to name my new latest few poems. And he's like, oh, you have to have waltz in it. So it's called Autumn Waltz. October gave the river more river. You're in search of what you can't remember. How many bricks secure the bird bath? How to remove the rain from the cellar? The saying that opens the cardboard boxes inside the last word spoken that summer, something about clutter or love. One day follows another with different tempos. Here is your waltz, now a tango, another waltz or falling backwards. 
your triangle lying down without legs until the windows report light until someone makes you laugh and finds you and peace. Wow. That, I love that. I absolutely love that. Thank you. Did what on that one? He, he gave it the title? Yeah, he said you have to have Waltz in the title. So it became. <laughs> He's good at figuring out stuff like that. And and I can be found, um, my website, mm-hmm. which has postcard poem, the first poem is Krisha Jopek, K-R-Y-S-I-A-J-O-P-E-K um, dot com, and I'm also on Facebook. Awesome. It's really good to hear you. How is uh, Mr. T.S. Elliott? He's good. He hasn't been walked enough, so he's a little punchy, <laughs> but he's sweetheart. <laughs> Yeah, he's been very effective. Well, you make sure we appreciate you sponsoring the show, but you make sure that you give that pup because I, you know, I don't know how many kibbles he gave up to help sponsor our show, but we really appreciate him doing that. So you make uh-huh. sure he knows. He's listening. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you, hon. I know things have been pretty crazy for you um, this year, but you know your family and. You know, you, I know you have to do what you have to do, but just remember, you know, there's people here who love you and care about you, and and when you're not here, we're there with you, all right? Thank you, Nyla. It means a lot. It meant a lot a few weeks ago. You had some kind words for me. That was really nice. You said you just wanted to, like, hang out and cook for me and watch Netflix and make me laugh. <laughs> right? I did. Yeah. I mean, well, that would yeah. be fun. Think how much fun that would be. I could yeah, do that. I would that do that night. with you in a heartbeat. Yeah, oh really? Oh yeah, I was listening. I, I was listening that night. Oh. Yeah, I just didn't have the energy to read, but I challenged myself to do it today. I said, "I'm challenging you, Krisha, to read." <laughs> <laughs> well, you did appreciate you so much. You know, especially thank when I know you. it's not something easy for you to do. So thank you. Same here. Congratulations on eighteen seven, uh, eight hundred seventeen shows. That's amazing. We all appreciate you. That's just amazing, Nyla. You're a rock star. Well, you know, it, it's you, no, it's you guys because otherwise, how boring would it be to have that many shows? And all you're doing is listening to me sit here and breathe because you guys aren't reading. It's you guys. It really, seriously, is you guys. It's a community. You guys have built this. I answer the phone. I just say stupid shit. You guys bring the, the, I mean, seriously, you guys bring what is amazing about this show to this show. And I am just really proud to be a part of that with you. Yeah. I just think it's amazing that you posted it just like every week, right? 99% every week. Just, yeah. Incredible. Well, it's uh. You guys think it's hard to do, but it's um, it's a, a pleasure for me. So I get a lot out of it. But all right, dear, go get feeling okay. better. Yeah, and hopefully, if you can make it back next week. And I, would you like you to would you do me a favor? I know sure. that TSL is kind of shy and stuff, but could you ask him maybe to write a haiku for me and you read it for him next week? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to hear some of his work because I know he's, you know, he's a very deep puppy. So, oh, he is. You know, and he yeah, is a sponsor of the show. So I, 
Yeah, just a haiku. Tell him not much. You know, just ask him if he'll write a haiku for me. I shall. <laughs> okay. All right. Love you, hon. We'll talk right. to you soon. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. Awesome. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 937. They call her Lola. Lola. So gorgeous. So sexy. <laughs> I'm looking at your pictures today. You're like really a hottie. Oh, it's it, it, it's only when I take my own pictures. If somebody else takes <laughs> takes my picture, I look like a hobbit. It's it's the whole thing. So, have you ever t- seen a some have someone take a picture of you and you look at it and you think that is not me? I don't know who that picture is. Yeah. That is not me. When I look in the mirror, Every that is time. not who I see. I, I'm, I've mm-hmm. trained my friends though now. Like I'm, they, they know to like do it at a certain angle to hide my double chin. So like they're 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 doing better. So my sister used to sit in the restaurant. She'd see a cute boy come in, and she would put her hand whatever way he was facing. She would turn, and she would put her thumb in the middle of her chin and pull it yep. up towards her ear on the opposite side. Yep. So and then she'd look at him and go, "Hello there." <laughs> it's exactly. like, oh my god. It's so funny. <laughs> so it's good to hear from you. What are you going to share with us tonight? So I actually wrote a, a long, well, a long one for me. Like I'm, for me, it was long. Um, so this one, it, it, I actually titled this one. Um, it was uh, to the narc I loved before. I made myself small for you, banished to the corners where I lost it. The breath in my lungs, the beat of my heart, the turning wheels of my mind, my soul. I lost my fucking soul for you. Dumbed up and shut down, I was only worthwhile when you deemed it so. Your love, a rusty razor, unrelenting septic torture, and you, my beautiful tormentor, the God that I could never be. How I craved even the hell of your eyes because at least... You were looking at me. I am no longer ashamed. Brazen scars and bold color on open skin, they are the proof of you. In spite of you, I fight, I crawl, I heal. No more broken down midnights, wondering how I could become worthy just to exist for you. No more confused memories that didn't happen, even though you carved the word into loose recollections until it became the brainwashed voice of my sanity where I was always wrong and you forever perfect, where I was lucky to even be allowed to sit at your feet with adoring eyes and bloody tears, your smile always cruel but with soft hands, the backhanded words, dolled-up compliments that were rotten underneath, manipulation of desperate heartstrings, shatter them, then tenderly put the pieces back only so you could smash me again. Knives stuck with your voice, the insult burning words into my flesh. Worthless. I love you. Ugly. We are meant to be. Why are you so stupid? Marry me. Choose me. Need me. Adore me. Some sick wordplay of your ingenious design. A trapped labyrinth of smoke screens and horror shows dressed in pretty pink roses. Carnivorous kisses feed. I hack myself apart, splintered spirit, one limb at a time until I am in pieces, 
undone, damaged, a pile of nothing, yet you still found more to consume. To suck the marrow from my bones, leaving an emptiness that craved forever sleep, but death did not come for me. So despite of you, in spite of you, I fight, I crawl, I heal. One day, I'll be whole again. In peace. Wow. You know, it's anyone who's been through an abusive relationship, been through a relationship with someone who's very narcissistic, will really recognize themselves and some of the stuff that you've written in that piece. Um, it's it's a scary place, you know. And I one of the things that I really liked about that is, and women don't like me saying this because it's too easy sometimes for women to play a victim, but women have mm-hmm. to accept their part in the addiction, you know, because women can very much become addicted to the honeymoon syndrome, to the, you know, how nice they are afterwards, how great the sex is afterwards, how, you know, when after someone hurts you, then, you know, all of a sudden you've got the control when it's over, you know, and, you know, it, it is definitely, um, it is definitely something that women have to own in order to break that cycle and you know until they do then it's real hard Mm -hmm. well and it's about recognizing the need for your own self-awareness and your own healing and taking responsibility for your healing and Mm -hmm. that a lot you know that's that's a hard place to get to sometimes especially when you're stuck in you know a, a narcissistic relationship because you doubt yourself you doubt your own mind, your feeling, like you don't believe that you feel what you feel. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard to get unwound from all of that. And uh, <clears throat> this was inspired, um, mine was not, I, my situation was not this, you know, bad. But um, a lot of people have been brought into my past that, that deal with narcissistic um, parents, um, spouses, you know, partners, you know, whatever it is. And that has been a big theme for me this week. So I don't know if I was just feeling everybody's stuff because, like, I was just sitting there minding my own business, and then all of a sudden here we are. And it just, there was. <laughs> so. Well, you did, a great, you did a great job on it. You did a really great job on that. Thank you. You're very welcome. So you're next. Um, I, of course, I got to do one spicy one. So of course, it was like last week um, when I when I read. Um, I told Chris. I said I usually do one, you know, one non-spicy one and one spicy one. So I read my non-spicy one first, like I usually do. And he thought that one was the spicy one. I was like, no, <laughs> but that's not the spicy one. <laughs> Poor Christopher. <laughs> it was really. It was really funny. So. His reaction to the second one was, was funny. Me and uh, Anna were laughing about it. It was, it was really funny. So, Okay. Our love. Never riddled with passive tenderness. It was this wild thing with a bite. Dark seduction venom with an opium aftertaste and sweet wine. Sometimes it stalked. Low creeping as predator plays with prey. Until we became untenable. Lust dusted lace the victor of which our love taunted mercilessly. 
caught in skin slick magnetism, you within me deep enough that my soul moans your name. Tight coils wound around, craved consummation, a tangle of silk and desire, close enough. Violet frenzy of wicked, untamed starvation, ravaging everything in its path, including us. And peace. Being consumed like that, that's pretty awesome. That was a great piece. You know, true erotica to me is, you know, and I say this all the time because people ask me, you know, I don't know if I can read that on here. There is nothing wrong with erotica. To me, and, and the only way I can describe it, and excuse my potty mouth, you guys, but erotica is the mind fuck of poetry. It's what gets mm-hmm. inside of your head that makes you crave, Absolutely. that makes you want, that makes you teeter. Whereas yes. adult poetry or what I call porn poems, those are getting into the graphic, you know, skin slapping you know, acts of sex. And that's the difference. You know, so good erotica can be, to me, way, way hotter than, you know, the the real super graphic poems anyway. And I always tell boys this, you want to get into a girl's pants, you get into her head first. Absolutely. It's that mental foreplay. You got to like, if you can intrigue somebody's mind, their body will follow. Like yep. that's so, guys, when you, and, when you go to walk out the ahead. door for work tomorrow, walk up to your woman and kiss her like you are going to drag her to bed by the hair. And then walk yep. out and go to work and leave her like that all day. She will not stop mm-hmm. thinking of you, and she will be very happy to see you when you get home. Women are not hard to figure Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's, that's my, that's that's my, my uh, relationship, relationship advice. For advice. The <laughs> well, that's why I like to write the way that I do because, um, like, to me, like, if, if I'm just straight up telling you the bits and the pieces go here, here, and here, that's not poetry to me. Like, that's just, I don't know what that is. Like, I well, want you know, it you to is, And there's write. a place for it. There's a place for adults. <laughs> And do you want to know something, you guys? Erotica, hardcore erotic adult poems, only genre of poetry that you can actually make a living at. Go figure. Oh, yeah. Sex sells. You know, you can, if you get on some of these websites and you start selling, a lot of the places pay for stories, pay for the thing. You know, you write good erotica, you can actually make a living doing that. The rest of us, oh, we yeah. starve. Smut, smut is a and big thing, especially if you're willing to like. <laughs> yes, especially if you're willing to like step out, step out of your comfort zone and write like maybe some kinks that you that's not yours. That are yeah, like if you can branch off into some of those other things, like people make like thousands of dollars a month writing it. Mhm. It's yep. crazy. And I just can't get my ADHD brain together enough to, like, do a, a story. Poem, poetry is good for me because that's about as long as my attention span. So. <laughs> right. That, that's all I, all right, that's all I can do. Like, I've got stuff started, but that's, that's it. So, anyway. <laughs> Tell everyone how to find you. I am on Facebook under Soul Collisions by Lola Lawrence and Stirring the Soul um, I'm also on TikTok and Instagram under Lola Lawrence 0507. Perfect. All right, sweetheart, we will see you next week. Get some haikus right, written. Get them posted on my page. I Get know. I'm going to do the bone. I'm excited about the bones when I was already thinking about it. So. <laughs>
perfect. All right, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code. I'm going to go ahead and give the next one. we got 731, and then we follow by 702. And then we have, after that, we have Soldier Blue. All right, so those are the next three callers. So 731, you are next. Hi, Nala. Nice to have you back. Thank you, sir. Nice Last to be back. on Christmas, so I was all lined up to do some stuff, and then Jimmy Ray reminded us all that, Halloween month, I scramble, and I did Halloween stuff last week, and I've got a Halloween poem for today, and I, I wrote it three years ago, and I wrote it for somebody named Alex, I can't figure out who the heck Alex is, I don't even know if Alex is a guy or a girl, but I titled it for Alex, and I'm really confused, and I've been scrambling for the last 30 minutes trying to figure it out, but I'm just going to just accept the blessing and hope, hope that Alex is having a really good Halloween season right now. And uh, this is called Halloween Etiquette for Alex. Bats that grin like a sitting hen after eating seeds and briars. No need to wonder where she's been. Just focus on all that inspires. Skeleton that whistles in wind while hanging high from a rafter comes to visit like an old friend escaping from the hereafter. A pumpkin carved with a nice smile, greeting all those who happened past to trick-or-treat in single file, conjure memories made to last. Halloween doesn't need to scare those who wander into the night, except for those who take a dare. That probably calls for a fright. In poem. Wow. So you think you're going to get it figured out? No, I don't really care to get right down to it. If I could have made it part of the presentation, it would have been nice. But <laughs> now it's just kind of maybe next year or the year after when it comes back up for the Halloween. I don't know. That's funny. Are you going to write to any of the prompts for Halloween that I gave out earlier? Absolutely not. No, no. I know. But, you know, a girl has to have her dreams. You know, I'm sorry. Sorry. You don't um, have to be sorry. You do what you want. You do you. I mentioned um, recently, um, dude, I have really lost every place that I had to. That's pretty bad. There's other people doing that and go, how can you be so careless? Anyway, which, your friend. Hathaway, mm-hmm. Rich Hathaway. There, it's coming to me. Dead Society yep. Poet. Got it. Yes. Got it. I said about him within the last month that when I listen to him, he reminds me about things I've written in the past. And it makes me go dig them up. And I did. I went and found one. I found something that I wrote that Nobody around here has ever heard because it was it was riffing on a blog, okay? And the blog that I was riffing on, uh, it's it's not even anybody that we deal with, okay? Uh, the blog's called Tossing It Out, and it's by Arlie Bird, okay? 
these are not the old MySpace people. There's other people that I deal with in life. And um, Arlie Bird had a music blog. And in that music blog, he had a, a song. It was by a guy named David Ackles. I'd never heard of David Ackles. I have since. Uh, but I was just glancing about stuff about him and saw where he was from, from Cairo, Illinois. And Cairo has basically two canals, one on each side of it. And I looked at that and made me think of a John Hartford scenario. Matter of fact, there's a John Hartford song called Kentucky Pool, and I mentioned it in what I wrote. And it's all come full circle to me that I have finally figured out who Rich Hathaway is to me. Rich Hathaway is our generation's John Hartford. He just doesn't know it. John Hartford wrote a lot of stuff about the river, steamboats, tons of it. Kentucky Pools was about getting lost on the Tennessee River in the fog, getting turned around, going the other way, you know, where he was going to run up on a barge. All this stuff piles together, and it's only in five lines, okay? But anyway... That's what Rich Hathaway did for me in this in this this time around. And this is called Captain Ackles by Michael Todd. Where the Ohio River and the Mississippi collide, we roll on into Cairo, Captain Ackles as our guide. A Kentucky pool can spin your vessel around. Many a steamboat here is gone to foggy ground where these Illinois channels flow side by side. In peace. Wow. Okay, that was short. Read it again. Okay. Captain Ackles. Where the Ohio River and the Mississippi collide, we roll on into Cairo. Captain Ackles as our guide. A Kentucky pool can spin your vessel around. Many a steamboat here has gone to foggy ground where these Illinois channels flow side by side. That was phenomenal, Michael. It was in a hurry, I can tell you that. It was a speed thing, but Rich could write that with his, you know. He's probably been there. He's probably sitting there going like, I know exactly what he's talking about. Or he's seen it on a map. <laughs> Doesn't he have the best job ever? Can you imagine just tooling around? Absolutely. I always Absolutely. put you on, on a, a steam wheel, but I know that's not what he's doing. But I still think of him on the big old steam wheel. Do you know who John Harford was? Wheel. No. John Harford wrote Gentle on My Mind. That alone makes him... Ah, uh, I know that song. My mom used to sing that. Yep, everybody knows that song. So there. All right, Missy. Fantastic job, anybody my love. Anybody wants to come hang out? Anybody wants to hang out with me, you can find me at mike com. M-R-K-E-T-O-D-D. 
And uh, thanks for having me here. And I'm going to step aside and make room for the real poets. Y'all have a wonderful evening. All right, sweetheart. I love you, honey. Thank you so much. Love you back. (laughs) Bye-bye. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 702. 702. Dun-dun-dun. You're on the air. Hello, Nyla. Jimmy Ray Davis in the house. So good to have you back. Great, great track, by the way, at the beginning. I love that piece. Well, thank you very much. Um, And thank you. It's great to be back. And excellent to have you back. And um, no, that piece, I when I get well, when I get into character, and that wasn't a Wildwood, but it's fun getting into character. Now, as we discussed uh, before the show. I do have a rather long piece, so I'd, rather, I'd like to launch right into that so we don't hold everybody up. Uh, actually, I'm not going to do the long piece first, but um, these are both of these pieces are ones that you know well, and they are just in time for the season. Go ahead. So the first, so the first one is called Mum, and not to be confused with an English mother, this is M-U-M-B, and the letters stand for monster under my bed. Hello, my name is Tommy. There's a monster under my bed. I I already told my mommy, but she said it's all in my head. I'm not like the other kids who run and laugh and play. I sit alone and draw pictures and mold figures out of clay. The clay men go on my shelf, the drawings up on my wall, there to watch and protect me when mum comes to call. I don't look forward to bedtime. (sighs) Try to stay awake, for I am scared of the dark and noises shadows make. One time, I felt mum's rough hand clutching at my leg. I I screamed out for my mommy, but it was too long before she came. Sometimes I hear scratching like a rat playing under my bed. I begin to stop believing all the sweet things my mommy said. She said she would protect me, but where is she now? Out with a familiar stranger somewhere on the town. While I am again left alone in my room, locked within, maybe tonight I'll give in and welcome mom's devilish grin and poem. Wow. That one gives me such creepies. I know. Yeah, I know you love it. Well, I remember you liked the video when I sent it to you last year when I was doing the spooktacular. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. now let's time to bring back uh, a word machinist uh, classic, for lack of a better, better word. And I will say again, when I say that, it's not speaking of my opinion of the piece, but one that's from a, far, a longer time back. I've done plenty of times on this show, especially around this time of year. And um, it's the longer piece. So this one's called The Curse. My name is Jake Everett Salk. My curse runs fast and deep. The writing is on every wall and occupies my broken sleep. It involves the Jacob's Witch, who was created long ago from an act of utter shame and a morbid, tainted soul. I stare into the eyes of the infant, cracked-faced doll, whispered, I remember you, although I recalled nothing at all. The lifeless eyes looked back, 
Her porcelain mouth was dead. So I went back into the house and saw red, blood red. Why the fuck did I ever go in there? I'd heard the legend of the Jacob's Witch. Still, I ventured under cover of darkness, unable to find a single light switch. The stairs creaked like old tired bones. In the attic, I could hear moaning. A lost soul condemned and abandoned in a cobweb world all alone. Young girl, blank face, only ghost, wretched place, watched me, watching her, single tear, then disappear. I've returned to that attic room, to the same spot she was found, tucked inside an old brick alcove, cracked face, dull eyes, no sound. Was she thrown away like trash or sadly discarded there? I swear I saw those closed eyes blink, cold ice blue, glassy stare. Too late, her fate, spirit clings, spirit waits, time change, wonder why, baby shunned, baby cries. I looked into those lifeless eyes, she didn't cry, she never cried, I remember you. I whispered softly, not believing the ancient lies. The wind moaned in the attic eaves, words in blood written of a ghost, waited for her to reveal all, but still her eyes remained closed. I returned to that house of evil time and time again. Why did everything look so familiar? Was there a beginning to this end? I held that doll to my chest, sat in the attic softly singing, while down in the churchyard, Old cracked bells were ringing. Leather book, binding broken, words written, once spoken, unspeakable crime, hidden shame, forgotten time, deadly game. I read the journals of the Jacobs family, circa 1822, Puritan clan, but evil lurked in the shadows, and the evil manifested as man. He swore to love and protect them, but at midnight his eyes became tombs. Under the veil of moonless dark, he crept softly into her room. Eyes wide cannot be, cannot hide her daddy. Broken trust, forbidden lust, innocence taken, forever dust. Transfixed by the cracked-faced doll, my arms enfolding that book, I whispered gravely and hoarse, I remember you, but she didn't look. Walked in a trance down the hall, I seemed not in my own place. What was it I was becoming as the tears rolled down my face? His name was Saul Jacobs, necromancer, but he is not, cannot be me. This house was his love, his life, and the crypt of his foul legacy. His nightly visits to his daughter were real, not some parlor trick. Elena Jacobs suffered miserably, for his indulgences were sick. Every night, moonlight, muffled cry, horror sight, undercover, evil lies, blood runs, blood dries. Caught a glimpse of my face in attic glass, my reflection a doomed, haggard pall. For one split second it seemed that I wore the maniacal face of Saul. No, I am 22 and a student. 
I just found this place by mistake. So I threw that mocking devil doll into the black waters of Sleeping Lake. Shoulders slumped, walk away. Curse begins, cannot stay. Witches scream, demons laugh. Doll reappears. Evil lasts. Miserable and wet, and so all alone, I whisper with resignation, defeat. I remember you, although I could not. All my hopes and dreams bittersweet. While the loon in the trees gives a scream, and I pass by a blood waterfall, I shake my fists in utter defiance, screaming at the sky, I am not Saul! Yet it seems the house disagrees. The doors slam, windows implode. I cannot proceed with this madness. I cannot bear this evil man's load. I lay the dirty smudge doll to rest in her lonesome alcove and slither down into the basement to hammer the nails of sin home. Start to scent, hellbound bent, desire shut, passion spent. No return. Wonder why. I'm hearing baby cry. I ignore the cries and drive the nail into the meaty flesh of my palm. The blood is warm and alive. My reasoning is nearly gone. I don't want to be that wicked man who raped his own flesh and blood. I just want to die with this knowledge, stone dead, face down in the mud. Ghost cry, doll awakens, beckons me, sanity shaken. Please, please, leave alone. My release, final home. The ghost will be put to rest, a daughter's daughter avenged. I walk on shaky, trembling legs, knowing she still wants revenge. An invisible demon has baked me, my tongue cut from my throat. Genitals have been burned away, castrated, and that's all she wrote. Attic steps, rusty chains, mindworm burrows, now insane. Cannot walk, cannot die, cannot breathe, cannot cry. Oh, my God. I thought the doll represented Elena, the sexually tormented woman child, but those pitiful resounding cries came from the baby her own father sired. I reel in shock and disgust. How in God's name did he gain my soul? I must escape unholy truth, black death losing control. With dread, I lift that cracked doll's face. Tongueless, I mouth the words, I remember you. I can feel a distant plastic heartbeat, a voice coming from within, a death rattle longing complete, the vindication born of sin. I have released the baby witch soul. Now at peace, her heart will be true. Then why do I shudder when her eyes flicker? And she whispers, I remember you too. End poem. Mm. That's so creepy. That is really creepy, Jimmy. Yeah, don't act like it's the first Very. time you heard it. I It's not the first time I've heard it before. Well, I like Very to think, good. I like to say, as I do these, and I, you know, repeatedly and over the years, and obviously some growth in the spoken, uh, you know, how I approach all that, uh, I try to improve where I can um, and make the readings even better. So, um if you were in, entertained and creeped out, then I did my job. 
definitely entertained and creeped out. But you know that well, that go. goes that goes to bar with a lot of the stuff that you read, and I get so excited around Halloween. You know that because um, I can't wait to see all the stuff you're bringing. It's going well, to be, be wild ride, you guys. Yeah, we got we still got four more, two more shows before Halloween, so I got four more uh, to read. You know them all. You're going to love them. Um, and I did you a uh, – let me get this rolling so we can get the next callers going. But I did, I did you a solid last week. You weren't here, so I chose to read my spider poem, 20 Eyes, because I knew you would have been extra creeped out. So. Um, oh, thank you. See, now yeah, that's a friend. Yeah, Christopher said that you would appreciate that. So definitely. Um <laughs> Nyla, I love it. I love being here. I love the show. I love everything you do. All of the poets are amazing. It's a treat to listen to them, um, maybe even more so than to, re- than to read on the show. And uh, I, I thank you again for this outlet. I'm Jimmy Ray Davis, the Word Machinist. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok under the name Word Machinist on Facebook. My poetry page is Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Nyla, thank you again. Have a great night. Thank you, sweetheart. You did a fantastic job. Shiver, shiver, shiver. Oh. <laughs> love you, Nyla. Good night, love. Uh, always a treat. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832. There you are. Mr. Hey, Blue Blue. Blue. I love you, yeah, Blue I, Blue. I Blue. So good to hear from I, you. I I didn't know that my zip or uh, my my area code was Soldier Blue. <laughs> area code Soldier Blue. You could, honey, you get your own yeah, area yeah. code. <laughs> I come from Planet Blue. <laughs> Yay! Well, I'm, I'm glad you were were uh, taking some time out there and, and doing some things that you needed to do too. Um. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, though. I was, I was thinking about this uh, just now, actually. And is it, uh, isn't one of the things, uh, I mean, as far as uh, the, I guess you could say, um, like, um, uh, I, ha- I hate saying slogan, but I can't really think of what else to say. Um, I mean, one of the conversations uh, for this month, it, uh, isn't one of the conversations for this month uh, uh, about uh, domestic abuse? Um, I'm not sure, is it? Think, uh, uh, like a week or so ago, said that they were talking about that, that they're trying to bring awareness, you know, uh, to that awareness to that subject. Well, we should always be talking about that. So my answer to well, that I, is yes, I, it is. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I understand that, too, but I'm just saying in terms of I was just because I, I read a piece last week, and I'm going to read it again this week because I'm, I'm gearing up for a, 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 a one of my, or my, what not one of, the first reading uh, before my own people um, next week on uh, on Thursday uh, via a, a, a Zoom uh Zoom live stream. So oh, that's I'm going exciting. To, oh, that's going to be terrifying. <laughs> that's, going be, that's going to be absolutely insane. That's that's going to be me reading what you know the my 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 people's ancient language before them, 
And it's like talk about being in front of the 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 people who have basically PhDs in the in the language skill. That's like, oh my God. <laughs> you know what? You're going to do so well, and I am so proud of you. And even if you mess up a syllable or something like that here or there, the fact that you are using the language is what's so important. You know, and and yeah. I think that you do a lot better than what you you think you do. So I'm proud of you. I'm really excited that you're doing yeah. that. Well, I I know I overthink things a lot, and and I mean one of the things that I've always heard, and I mean, and I can I hear it too, kind of when I hear you know, the language speakers of my people um, speaking uh, in these days, and that is that you know because of the fact that there was a, a, the first interaction in terms of traders was with the French, a lot of the uh, since uh, you know basically the start of co- uh, uh, colonialism, the uh, there is there's a touch of uh, French uh, like accent to some of some of the words of our people's language, but me because my language my first language was Spanish, you know my inflections come from that place. I mean I don't I don't come from from that same place that like you know what they what they what they're talking how they say it and I so I you know that that's what kind of like ooh what what. <laughs> What are they going to say about that? <laughs> I think it'd be I, all right too. I, I think, mean, I'm not. I I'm not think gonna, you're going to be absolutely fine. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm, it's not like I'm going to worry about it to the point where I'm not going to do it. I'm. I'm definitely going to do it. It's just a case of I just, you know, kind of, kind of thinking about that. In any case, um, this was. This is. Uh, this. This piece is called "A Song of Her Ribcage." There was a song tied to her ribcage. There was a song sweetgrass braided to the curvature of her bone. What It was the song of who she was, burnt from her lips. She'd had a song tied to her ribcage. She couldn't remember when. She couldn't remember who. All she knew was that they were sacred. Smelled of cedar fronds and juniper sap. So she called them sacred strangers. Called upon them as sacred beings of her earth. Oh, she took her shape from the smooth pulse of a deer's neck. Wintertime sleep can leave you sleek and wandering as she will within her body. You Taken together, light and dark, she is Flambeau's child. Dago Darkness the shadow, shadows the darkness that became her friend Gedake. She had a ribbon of notes tied to the skeins of the crying wind. Her skin grieved by the sounds of the singing rain. She woke the wore the finger talons 
of a hawk given to a child. Smoke hides many things. Was she that child? Finger, talon, two parts of the same spirit, the same stars of night dreaming. Is there anyone to ask? When did she die? Was it last week? Last year? Time will answer itself. She thought of it, waters creating sound songs upon her skin, a rainbow of memory. The ancient signs of nines of this direction, the ancient south that has lain so still as to be invisible. Dust shrouds sacred art forms of manifested breath. The charcoal lines the gray signs of beings born of another light. Where all was bright, not the dirge that was left behind as if scrap paper folded over, tied to a yellowed ribcage she has been missing for so long. Moonbeams and silvered starlight, dog star shone, suspended in the sky, shone aga twilight, serious canis major, gleaming the evening star, watsemiga, cast and curved as if an eye peering down. From the other side of the harvest path, La Sida was going Bones long parted from flesh, yet the song remains untouched, tied to her ribcage. To the curve of her familiar bone cap, love you. Was she old? When the world was new, was this her first time here? This time and trial revisited with a vision renewal. Another chance to complete the ride and dissonance of Oracle with Trombe. I look upon you. There must have been a dance. She knows she liked to dance. There were times she thought of her grandmother, she who survived the boarding school. Oh, yes, she knew those stories, blood and bone. Gaki, she remembered a hopping cool. She once saw in the dust gathering on a sunset. It looked like he was hopping through sodden hoops of smoke and ash. The embers of fading light flowing fire bright through his wings 
a mighty dream, grandmother would have said. Oh, yes. She remembered one dark night, even the clouds turned away their muttering, drumming thunder heads. Blood, song, and muted starlight, everything is crystal. A wash of water, rivers rippling life. Summer lightning blades flashed, kindred lightning sparks, and she fell from one earth to another while looking to the west. Echo murmurs behind the aged photo face that says how long she'd been missing. Dying, she took the time to paint a smile on the song she kept tied to her ribcage. Red dress, crimson in the light that found her. M-M-I-W, missing, murdered, indigenous women. She has become part of another gathering. One she was unprepared for except for her song, spirit clutching reach between that space and her bone. Slow, rhythmic rhymes of smoke, the quiet grace of gathering regalia, ceremony, ceremonial dress, proper respect for all things sacred. When we bury her, she will shine. And we will sing as best we can that song, that spirit song tied to her ribcage, that song tied to the curve of her bone. We are the ghost road born, and we are walking our way home. In peace. I think, and when you take into consideration how many years I have known you, I think that is my favorite piece I have ever heard you read. Thank you. Is that I one really, that you're going to be reading? Oh, you better believe it. I, I, I mean, obviously the subject matter is, you know, the conversation is definitely hardcore, but I really like the way that that one turned out. It really just kind of brought itself forward. And I just, I started with the image of the song tied to a ribcage and just, it just went from there. What made you think about that song tied to the ribcage? Well, it's it's kind of like um like in when when people go when my people and we're you know, there's there's various native nations that also consider the Black Hills sacred other than the Lakota within whose territory it is. But 
when, when my people go to the Black Hills and they go there to pray, a lot of times there will be tokens and there will be messages and, and, and small things written and gifts of tobacco tied to the limbs of trees. And one of the translated names, trees, is those who stand praying. So if you think about that, and you think about then in terms of, like my people have been, having one, well, not just one, but this, 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 this word term in particular, my people have an interchangeable uh, word term for the word skin. It also means bark of the tree. So if you think of the limbs of the tree as a ribcage of, of, you know, a person who's standing praying, mm-hmm. yes, it, it, can, it can definitely be that. That's amazing. Are you gonna do two tonight or just the one? No, I that one I I I like that one to stand alone. I I don't want to have anything else with that one. Okay. Well, it was absolutely incredible and I would love for you to send me a copy of it so I could read it again. There was so I much know. in there, so much that just seriously, that is absolutely probably one of my favorite things I've ever heard you read. And I've been listening to you read for over 20 years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I would have to say, uh, just to, to couple along with something that you say on, on, on all the shows, I would have to say that, you know, I, I feel anyway in just kind of an observance of, you know, the my own evolution, that, you know, with the evolution of, being able to, with a more experienced eye, find the next uh, step in terms of literature and the books that I'm reading now, I think that you can, uh, that I, I think that there's credit to be given there as well in terms of the, the, being able to turn those uh, words and those pages into, you know, part of my perspective. Yeah. So when you do that, is it going to be recorded? I'm not sure. Uh, I know that they, because like I said, they're just doing it, they're doing it live and they're doing the live streaming. Um, I haven't had a chance much to talk with the, the two ladies that have organized it. Um, but it's the same people. So I can who, watch the live stream. I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's on Zoom. I'm not sure where where that, you know, what the all that is. I <laughs> I know I know the word Zoom. <laughs> well, tell them that your sister wants to know if she can listen and see if they can give me the link. Sure, I, I'll see what I can do. I, like I said, I mean, I'm not like I said, I don't know, uh, you know, how that is because I mean they. I asked them already, you know, hey, you know, this thing, uh, you know, this partner, or this, I should say nothing advanced to, you know, to know about it and prepare, obviously. Um, you know, what, you know, is there the deadline for, you know, uh, registering on Zoom to be able to, um, you know, to, to have that ready for, the, you know, when, they, when the actual reading is going to happen? Yeah. 
And she said, no, it's just, it's just mostly just a case of we need to, uh, it's just nicer to know how many people to expect. So, you know, it's, that's, all I, that's all I know at the moment. Well, see if but you can I'll, get me the link so I can listen to you. Okay. I'll, like I said, I'll see if I can see what I can do about that. Okay. That works for me. So, all right then. And then you can find me, Rafe Wild, at Facebook.com, and underneath in parentheses it says Soldier Blue. And then you can also access some of my works at the my, my podcast, which is free. It's called Red Earth One. And if you keep the words separated, we can get you there a little quicker. And at the same time, I'm also still working on uh, the uh, technological end of things with the uh, uh, Reverb Nation uh, because I'm getting back into a position of, uh, in terms of ranking with uh, being able to garner more uh, uh, attention with the, the fact that I'm at, I, am, I am towards the top of the heap at the moment. So I want to you know, see if I can take advantage of that and put a few more new pieces in there. So as soon as I get that going again, I'll let people know as well on that. Very cool. All right, my dear. Perfect job tonight, beautiful piece. Please remember to send that to me if you can and the Zoom link. And we will talk to you next week. I will. See, I I, I love it when they're so submissive like that. Uh, about the only time someone could probably ever say that about you I know, I know I was going to say let let me know how how that works out for you yeah uh, I'll I'll send you a memo (laughs) All right, I appreciate you so much oh yes thank you for so much for this this, you know the continuing of this this venue and very much appreciative of that. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. All right. Okay, so our next caller comes from... Oh, come on, come on. Here we go. Caller comes from area code 573. 573. Oh. You are on the air. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hold on, Clarice. I can't get to the phone right now. I'm away. I leave a message after the tone. Beep. All right. Hello. All right. I was like, man, why are you unmute me while I have a mouthful of pizza? Luckily, I don't have a pizza in my mouth anymore, but that was close. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't away. I was away from the phone. Hi. That's funny. I am puffed. The magic weed wizard. I smoke so much weed. I go around giving out little bits of green trees. That's me. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Cooper. Hi, sweetie. How I'm, you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm remiss you didn't use Alien Twain, but it's okay. Maybe next time. <laughs> Nyla, you're not speechless, are you? No, never. Are you kidding me? That's just my. That's just my. That's that's not really my Halloween costume. It's just kind of my costume, my my alter ego. So since it's a season, I thought it opened that way. Um, but uh, let's let's get into some fucking poetry. Let's get into some weird, twisted shit, and then some spooky shit. That works for me. All right. 
This is Natter Dwelb. Question. Guardian angels with wings of fire falling from heaven's door. Rewinding the lips to hear the devils once again start to roar. Sure-footed, the root of all evil will follow us down. Here, in the basement of lost souls, because causes are forgotten and sounds. Vacancy savior, gain attentive reasoning of fear's death now encumbered. Strange, isn't it? How seldom we chance to preoccupied. No one can save us now. As death knocks ever loud. Here, an island where there's no hollowest of ground. Barren soil. Inflation of my character's defamation rubs my ego raw. The harness inability, like watching sunsets ablaze midfall. Pick or not, it sends flavors and devours one and all. Reapers of mischief amongst a party of empty souls. Crimson tea. All it was is not if, but for all the fairest of gain. Church bells chime and the ballast of wind calling names. Ivory, your towers of solitude, of vulnerability, and sin. Don't tell me you've forgotten the sound of their screams, haunting noises. In the midst of death, leaves us to the unknown. Violently shaking like a schoolgirl, unattended, alone. My, how the winter came from all shores, bone chilled. Hell's your due bidding. Death the matter dwells. Bakri, breathing, and peace. Wow. So what was going on when you wrote that one? I don't know. There's no date on it. Uh, well, you know, actually, actually, no, I kind of, I kind of do. Well, yeah, I kind of do. I haven't really thought about. It. I haven't thought about it until you asked me that. Um, there's a, a, a circle there where I was trying to get into some more dark, macabre kind of uh, type of uh, storytelling with the poetry, but at the same time, you know me. Um, yeah. No, I really had no idea. That was just me doing the cop. Yeah, playing with shit. Kind of like this next one. That's why I brought these up. These are kind of like the spirit. These are the kind of pieces I write when I'm settled, you know? Um, I like uh-huh. to get under the skin and, and, and get freaky and creepy and um, tell some folk wars. So, this one is called. Southern folklore, tangible sense of bourbon street intoxicate, flow over your senses like smooth jazz beats. The vibrant luminescence of the nightlife is profound, takes your breath away and cleanses your soul anew. 
Marty Potty. I lurked through nightclubs seeking local presence. Sweet, voluptuous, New Orleans, voodoo queen. She finds me first, and fireworks begin to crackle, enslaved by her tenacious beauty and brains. Mojo rising. We are a love thrist, fire eruption, seduction, a peg and a dresser drawer, servant, am I. I never imagined becoming the ecstasy prevalent. I couldn't leave. It would shatter me to know more. I'm enchanted. She travels my thoughts, toys with emotion. A serpent nestled in my heart and soul. I dream by her side in ravenous visions. Expect I'm doomed by love I adore. Crimson passage. She journeys me into the belt, swampy delta, promising a trip that will broaden my consciousness. A place where we could become one and more. Eager am I, hypnotized, love slave, I hear all passings. I find myself duped, now amongst elaborate masks, ritualistic grounds that bring me to fear. A living doll, bound, speechless, and terrified of the sound, snake rattles. Rooster cackles and goats, necks torn. Dancing and chanting grow wild upon amber whisper fire. Petrified cold. I'm dead center to this ritualistic offering. Voodoo haze. It's thought to be love. Has reared its head scorn. I am zombie death subliminal. Broken hearted wreck. Voodoo queen I met, now a victim of Southern folklore. Michael Brigham, in peace. Wow. Fantastic job on both of those tonight. I think it's, it's fun to bring it out for you. you know. Only for you, darling. Only for you. I love and adore you. I love, I love and adore you, you as well, my dear. All right, we have a great night, sir. We will see you next week. I'm going to try to pull up the Grim Reaper piece. I might have to fucking redo my. I know I have it in the email somewhere. All that shit was on all poetry and I shut all shit down, so I got to get the emails. But I will find it. And we will go through five voice changes next next week. Probably going to do one piece, though. No, we'll do two because I found a short one today, so. All right, sir. <laughs> all right. Hey, tell everyone how somebody can find you before you go. Why do we do this? Why do we do this every week? I'm such a spittle. You don't get to find me because I'm, I'm the tangible you miss. Good night, hon. <laughs> find him here next week, guys. That works. All right. Our next caller comes from... Actually, we have... Oh, my board is being so bad tonight. Five... Seven, three. Go ahead and get Sin. Thank you, Sin. 
Okay. So we have a bunch of Skype callers. We have like three Skype callers on here tonight, and I don't know who's who. So listen very carefully, and when I say you're on the air, I want everybody to say your name, and then I'll tell you which one of you is on the air with me. So you are on the air unmuted. Skype caller, say your name. Any, everybody say your name out loud. This is Jade Mist. Hi, Jade. Thank you for all the prompts you sent. That was very kind of you. And thank you for all those beautiful, kind words. And I used so many things out of your email. Did you hear them? Yes, I did. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh, you got... I'm quite surprised. Some fans going in the chat room there. Robbie's like... Excited to hear from you. Very good. Oh, so, thank you. Thank you, Robin. What do you have for us tonight, baby girl? Well, haikus, for some reason, are always difficult for me. So um, I went on to a site. It's uh, com to read some examples. I read uh, a couple examples from Kerouac. I didn't realize Jack Kerouac did haiku, but he did. Mm-hmm. And without further ado, I, I'm going to try and do one, if I may. See, right. If it's good enough for Jack, it's good enough for us, right? I, I hope so. <laughs> okay, <laughs> here goes. <laughs> Here's the horror movie show. Watch the monster cry. The salt on my popcorn. End poem. (laughs) I love it. I love it. You know, if you do that exercise where you write a haiku once a day, I mean, that's not much, 17 syllables a day. At the end of a year, you're going to have 365 haiku. Mm -hmm. A bunch of them are going to be crap, but there's going to be some really good ones in there. And you will have, at the end of that year, enough to do a chat book of haiku poems. And any poet worth their weight has a haiku chat book. So think oh, about wow. that, you guys. Well, okay. But I, I guess, you know, if, I'm hoping that's a haiku. Um, I tried another one using one of the prompts that we had for tonight. Not one of the ones I gave you, mind you, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, this will be my last one very, very quickly and then on to your next caller. And I think one of the Skype calls I hung up on, that was me. I had two lines going by mistake okay. again, one through, my com- one through my computer. So if you've lost a Skype call, that was probably me. Okay. Uh, here is the other haiku. It's the one that starts with the one, two, three, pick up sticks. But this is not the sticks you're thinking of. One, two, three, pick up remains on the banks of sticks. Two, four, six, coins to pay the ferryman to the Elysian land. End poem. Wow. So you should really play with these. Those are really good. Thank you. Those are really good. You're very welcome. Well, yeah, I was a little nervous about this. Like I said, the haiku is is, is not my forte. I, I I don't know why I don't really 
understand it, but nevertheless, I'll keep I'll keep slogging through and do a haiku a day as per your prescription. Oh, my name is Jade Mist, by the way. My platform is the Speakeasy Cafe, the best platform there is. And with that being said, uh, please, on to the next caller. Thank you, sweetheart. And next time if you bring haikus, you can read four of them. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I'm inspired then. I'm driven. (laughs) Awesome. All right, sweetheart. And if you write any of the prompts I give, make sure you get those posted on my page so you're in the drawing. Oh, well, I've already, the one about the Elysian lands, I think that has one of the prompts, so I'll I'll post that on your site. Yep, and this week, tomorrow I'll have it up this week, the topic for the haiku is uh, is bones, anything about bones. Bones. And you, your bones. interpretation yes. of yes. what the bones are, it could be the bones of trees, the bones of a relationship, or, you know, the bones of a building. It could be any kind of bones you want, but it has to be talking about bones. Bones, bones. Gotcha. Oh. Very good. Thank you. Oh, as always, you you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, baby. Appreciate you so much, more than you'll ever know. You're amazing. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Goodbye. All right. Absolutely adore her. Okay. Those were awesome. See you guys. Write your haikus. All right. Next caller, area code. Two. Let me go ahead and get mine. We have area code two four zero four one nine two one nine. Then it looks like a Skype caller, which is probably Constantine. Hello, baby. And we have then we have eight oh seven. So kind of the next few callers. All right, let's go ahead and grab two four zero two four zero. You're on the air. Hey, hey, how you doing, uh, Nyla? Doing so, great. How are you, sweetheart? Doing fine. And I, I'm enjoying the show. Uh, it's the automatic charismatic. Indeed it is. It's good to hear from you, sweetheart. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. So, um... Now you're, now you're blurry. Now I can't hear you, baby. Okay, can you hear me now? I can really well. Okay, I'm going to do a poem. Um, I want you to give a name to it. Okay. Whatever uh, name you give, I'm going to do it. I'm going to say give it a title. And then I'm going to Oh, gonna you're going to do a – you're going to – oh, oh, oh. So you're gonna you're gonna free 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 do one, right? I thought you were gonna read yeah. me one and I had to make up a title for it. Okay. So the title. The title well let's do our haiku prompt for this week, which is old bones. Bones. Alright. Give me strength. Give me redemption. Give me a livelihood. Give me the time and the essence. Give me forever 
all so deep in my soul if you could ever see my bones. My time in the world that we could figure me out, you figure it and feel the soul of my of my poetry, of my bones. I spent many zones, many times, where you can appreciate the bones in my body working, researching my mind. The bones, they go real deep. My bones are so unique. It's moving all over my poetry, all over shadow. Shadow, you can feel the flavor, part of my nature. When I create, I want my bones to penetrate. Those run through my flesh, not selfless, bless. Each bone is doing what it's supposed to do, right in the joint. So every time I do a poem, all my bones prove my point. This automatic charismatic lyrical engine thing is in the Marlin Bourbon Drive. That you did a fantastic job on that, sweetheart. Kudos to you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I always get impressed when you do that. That's just incredible. No. <laughs> thank you. You get all the cool points. Are you going to do two tonight or just the one? Um, I can do two. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, do you give me another title. I want to see if I can do it again. <laughs> um, let's do, I mean, throw it around in the chat room. So let's do the River Sticks. The river sticks. Yep. I'm coming here so I can find the answers. I'm coming here for what I thirst. I'm coming here because I need to go ahead and research me. You see, I have to follow. Find a place. Everything that I see is, you may say, is written all over my foot, over my face. The river six to me, and I must swim through it. I must find what's so deep into my heart and something that tries to tear me apart, but it will fail. Because my thoughts will prevail. I am rising in that type of river that sticks within me. You see, my body is wet with it. The knowledge that I try to find and something that tries to remind me how deep can I think. I'm going down the river. I want to fish new ideas. You see, I'm... Words have changed and tried to be realistic, and I have to go ahead and keep thinking like every minute. Once I leave that river, I have something to deliver. Yes, I am here, and I've been found. 
when that river keeps streaming, this is my lyrical sound. This automatic charismatic the lyrical engine is in the morning pup and dry. <laughs> Look at you go. That was great, sweetheart. Fantastic job on both of those. Thank you. <laughs> I have to give you give you some kudos somehow, but I just don't know how to do that. Oh. <laughs> it took me a while, but yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome, honey. It's good to hear from you. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. All right. You can find me on uh, Larry Shepard, Larry um, Auto Charisma Shepard. My old one is uh, whenever I could get back to it is Larry Shepard. I do... I know how to do, um, I could create a, a hey, oh my God, my mind is going. <laughs> my website is www.viperempire.wordpress.com. I know how to create websites. Uh, yeah, so uh, just look for Mr. Automatic Charismatic and you will find me or Larry Shepard. Thank you very much. Uh, my mind was going down the river. <laughs> it's allowed. You're allowed to do that. Okay. <laughs> All right, hon. Thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. And we'll talk to you next week, love. All right. 419, you are on the air. Welcome back. You know who you welcome are. Back. I am... Rebel Jones. You are, yes, you are. <laughs> How was your little time away? It was amazing. I had a lot of fun. You know, there's a there's a reason you guys don't know, but there's a reason I've been going on all these trips this year, and the fact that you know you guys have been taking such good care of Christopher and all of that while I have gone and done some of this stuff really means so much to me. Um, you know, if you just, if you only knew. He did a good job. He I just, did a good job, yo. He has I mean, fun. So nice, you know, course. he's had fun he, doing he, it. He's so Nyla, of course. He's not pretty enough. But, <laughs> um, he does a good job. Good. I'm glad. That makes me happy. I mean, it's good when he does a great job, and I get a lot of good feedback on him, but it's also very nice to be missed. <laughs> um, so... I got a really interesting um, message from somebody on a platform that I haven't used in a while, but I used to post a lot of poetry on it. It's called Miraquil. And um, this individual recently tuned into my TikTok. Yes, I'm back on TikTok and I'm blowing up. Um, He reminded me that he said that he would like me to start performing some of my older works he was actually thinking that my older works is better than some of the newer stuff I'm creating. And that sounded interesting to me. So I went back in my archives and I started pulling out pieces I didn't remember writing. And I'm reading some of these and I'm like, holy shit, I wrote this. Wow. <clears throat> so I'm going back with one of the ones that I don't ever remember writing. So afterwards, don't ask me where I was. <laughs> 
I don't even remember writing this, but it's called The Beast in Me. Realizing the warm wet of my chest wasn't mine. I kept running. I'm not realizing the beast I was running from. The issues they had were not dissipating. What exactly am I running from? The blood on my hands tightens against my skin as it begins to soak in and ingrain itself within. My mind is filled with traumas. I survived. Why? Why did I survive the world, this life alive? I harnessed the pain deep. I give it my love, my compassion. From this pain, I shall never cut ties to a scene. A voice says something vaguely mysterious to me and me. Let my voice haunt your thoughts after I speak. Speak again, old voice within. What are you and how did you get in? Are you this beast that is snarling growls that wastes away on feeding all my negativities? Be gone with you, beast. Be gone forevermore. Be not hesitant on pleading with the haste from this soul you've laid enough, your sick, toxic, dripping waste. Be gone, dark reflections that once attached themselves to all that was right in me, to all the honest fight in me, even once took the life right out from the eyes of me, feasting on all the bright and positive light in me. It took me killing myself to finally lay rest the beast in me. Peace. Wow. You ain't messing around, are you? No, ma'am. I, I, I never do. I'm a very serious individual, see? <laughs> that, was, that was amazing. Thank you. I'm sitting here with my little jaw on the ground going, oh, wow. Well, okay, I wasn't ready for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um. Very I'm good, a little sir. bit torn. I'm a little bit torn. Yeah, I will. I got another one called the um, Colors of Poetry. You see, the colors of poetry are not consistent. It varies our contents and the emotions it wishes to visit. When poetry visits my enraged, angry place, my rages. Blues and reds flow fluidly through my bloodstream, and the words are shimmering, shards of frozen slivers of silver as it merges with the yellows and oranges, tinted with blue flame and dripping embers of my passionate fires that become frozen in time. My poetry as it is could describe my desire shining golden like reflections off sunlight off the droplets of morning dewdrops on the leaves of trees. As I look from afar and admire the future I see as it is given to me. Poetry is deep, dark purples, graffiti with reds for the intimate details of my love for those whom share a connection with my heart, my blood, my body, my soul, my words. Poetry is grays and soft, deep blues when my eyes blur with sad, tragic memories of stories that I amuse. So indeed, sadness is what I scribe in this specific category where the ink poetry is blackness when I scribe about the mysterious lives and the world of shadows that exist in the corners less traveled by man. For to travel there one must dive deep, extra deep within. When describing the pinks and the yellows, the reds and the colors never named, for they have only just been seen, 
they are the different tones used and shades of poetry when I write. The beauty of sunsets across desert skies as I stand below and give credit and praise due to the divine creator on a level of the highest gratitude and thanks with my quill and the power of these words in my ink. Peace. Wow. You are on fire tonight, my darling. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you are um, so welcome. If you want to hear more, I become very consistent on um, TikTok, and I'm blowing up on there right now, um, doing three or four poems a day, and people are just eating it up. So you can find me on there. Um, um, under Rebel P. Jones, and um, come check me out. I do cool things with the little effects that they allow you to have and use. And it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> I feel like TikTok's going to be the new YouTube, and it's easier to to use and to, to just put this stuff out there. I don't know. It's kind of cool. I've had, there's a, Jimmy hey, likes Jimmy. using There's a lot of people that are having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, for real. I'm I've been on there for about a week and a half now, and I'm like 500 followers, 10,000 views, and just, wow, it's a little crazy, actually. Um, <laughs> That's because you're awesome. You can also find me at my favorite place every week, Thursday nights with the beautiful Nyla, doing the thing. Yes, yes, you can. So be here, you guys, or else she'll miss him, and nobody wants that to happen. <laughs> And I'm back and forth on Facebook. I'm kind of bored with Facebook, to be honest with you. But um, I check in. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Yes, ma'am. All right. Now I'm going to sit right. back then- and um, enjoy the rest of the show. Fantastic job tonight, sweetheart. I cannot wait to see what you bring next week. And Thank make sure you, you put your link for your uh, TikTok on uh, my page. Yes, I will. And I also want to give you such a big thank you for providing such an awesome place to hang out on Thursdays. It's the only place to hang out on Thursdays. Not lying. You're not lying. Everything else sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, hon. Appreciate you so much. Yes, ma'am. Me too. Bye. (laughs) Bye, Mr. Okay, let's see. We've got area code Mr. Rebel Jones. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, now how you doing? This is Brother O speaking from East Chicago. Hey, Brother O, how are you, sweetheart? I'm doing good. It's good to hear from you. Yes, yeah. Okay. What do you have for us tonight, hon? The Epitome Resilience and Perseverance is the title. Resilience is a capable... Resilience is a capacity to recover quickly from difficulties and environmental toughness. Resilience is also the ability to mentally 
or mostly cope with a crisis by using mental processes and behaviors and promoting personal assets and protecting self from the potential negative effects or stresses. Perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delayed achieving success. In other words, you have to be persistent to nations by displaying raw determination and resolve. Having both staying power and the patience and joy by remaining diligent and dedicated and diligent. The journey of life requires plenty of stamina and endurance by staying focused and committed to living your maximum potential despite the numerous difficulties that you will encounter. My dear brothers and sisters, your truly is the epitome of both resilience and perseverance. Having congenital heart conditions since birth, undergoing three over the heart surgery and a heart transplant, during numerous episodes of regular heartbeats and numerous hospitalizations, and overcoming having a stroke four years ago, has shaped me to the resilient brother that everybody knows as Brother Ozef Miracle Professor of Poetry. Then there's a black man easy. The United States of America helped me to develop perseverance. Like all the daily challenges that I face, I'm eternally grateful to be alive. You know I'm not the dopest poet or the proficient freestyler. I'm not as talented to get as a top-tier poet in this country. I don't have a lot of voice, nor am I an exciting entertainer. And I'm not your conventional poet either. Well, I mean, some poets have either retired or fallen off the radar. I'm always going to remain consistent because I refuse to allow my limitations to impede my progress. I refuse to allow the doubts and haters to distract me from my mission. I refuse to set no for an answer. I refuse to be put in the box. I refuse to be typecast. I refuse to accept mediocrity and excuses. I refuse to set in anything less than, than greatest. The brother says, I've been through hell and high water in my 48 years of life. However, I truly believe that you had the natural ability to persevere through every challenge that you ever, ever faced in your life. So at this point, I'm sharing one of my favorite scriptures, Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. I've observed something else under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race, and the strongest warrior does not always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry, and the skillful are not necessarily worthy. And those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It's all, it is all decided by chance by being at the right place at the right time. But the race is not given to the strongest swift. It's given to those who persevere and endure the challenges of life in poem. You know, I love that, you know, you just don't label me. You know, I know what I am, I know what I'm not. You don't, I do, but so, you know, don't don't try to label me. It's a great piece, son. Oh, thank you, Nala. You're welcome. Are you going to read two tonight? No, I'm only reading one. Okay. All righty. We'll tell everyone how they can come find you, how they can come show you some love, all that good stuff. I you find on Facebook under the name of my brother Gavin and on Instagram under 
Brother O underscore the living miracle 1975. So that's where you can find me. And uh, uh, thank you all for your support every week. I'll be back next week. Awesome. Well, we'll be here waiting. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Great reads tonight. Thank you. Thank you thank so you. much for thank you. always making time to be here with us. No problem. All right, then. We'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Thank you. Okay. I believe this is Constantine now. Constantine, you're on the air. Well, actually, this is William Shakespeare. But you can call me Adolf, William, really. darling. How are you, sweetheart? <laughs> oh, man, I, I had surgery, and man, I've... I, my teeth are still kind of bleeding a little bit, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in and out. But uh, I thought that since you're kind enough to invite me, and I'm just sitting around the house, I thought I'd, I'd uh, at least try to bring something that you had never heard before. Oh wow, I have fans here too. <laughs> but, anyway, <laughs> of course you do. And how are you, my dear? I'm doing wonderful. It's great to hear from you. I keep popping in on you once in a while, I'll let you know, even though you, I know life's busy for you and the little miss, but, you know, pop in on you, let you know we're thinking of you all the time and, and hope you're doing okay and all that good stuff. So. Yeah, well, I've, I had, had like about six hours surgery. I've, I've had some, some issues that I've needed to have worked on for a time. And finally the doctors made it out to where I'm, I'm feeling a lot better. So, I mean, I, I just, it's going to take me a while to get over it, but, um, my head's a little bit clearer, and uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm off of the really fun drugs now. So. <laughs> oh, see now I want you to call and read poetry when you're on those fun drugs. Are you kidding me? Uh, oh well, I, I wrote this when I did some of that, so you, you might enjoy it. You might not. I've got like a <laughs> okay. piece that I adapted for Shakespeare, and I've got one that I adapted for uh, in the style of Edgar Allan Poe. Which one would you prefer? Both. Both? Well, let me, let me yeah. do the first one, and, and I'll see if I have enough wind to do the second. Fair enough? Okay. That's fair. All right. And as you know, my style, I do fade in and fade out, right? Okay. All right, then. Gather here at the feet of the mithril weaver. Hold close the ones you to hold dear. For I have a tale to tell I would have you to hear. It's a tragedy of Romeo, Montague, and Capulet Juliet. With a modern twist, I don't think you'll miss. So fade in. Now I was born William Shakespeare, Avon Willie, in the Stratford Hood, do you hear? Me, the original lyrical gangster poet of 16th century England, don't you know it? For my pen bleedeth words, all the ladies feel, and all you sucker MCs before me, my skills kneel. For I spit comedies, tragedies, and the occasional sonnet, 
but always when I spit on the mic, I blow up on it. <laughs> but one masterpiece made my bankroll fat. Alas, Romeo and Juliet was where it was at. For he had sprung on the girl because she was the bomb. And she'd be tripping because homie's got it going on. But Juliet's pops been bugging and gave Romeo no respect. So they hooked up on the down low somewhere in the project. But Romeo was a gangster. He'd been packing a blade. Cut Juliet's cousin down. Cold, dead as a grave. Now Fiverr was on him. And he had to jet. He had to chill out of town, leaving Miss Capulet. Now this was whack and gave him the blues. He went back to her crib. Was Jones and this Mr. Montague. But Juliet had hit the herb and made her look past. Romeo thinking a dead stabbed his own ass. So when she woke and seen what Buster had done, Juliet cut herself down too, like her beloved one. Hold me close, my sweet angel, for my heart is feeling low. When I feel like I'm fighting against the world in my heart, is now I can face the hard times if I take it one day at a time. If I only know they will be there for me, it be there for me through the darkness of the Curtain sound. <laughs> Avon Willie is done. Woo! <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you very much. You too, can. How, how how can you uh how can you argue with that, right? <laughs> best best review ever. <laughs> I never I never argue so. Uh, that was a great, great read, and I, uh, I second all the whooping. <laughs> and here's another two. Better, if you're ready, better doing it than I am. I am ready. Yes, please. Faden, lo, tis a gala night within the lonesome latter years. An angel throng bewailed the night. In bales, drowned in tears, sit in a theater to see a play of hopes and fears, while the orchestra breathes fitfully the miracle, the music of the spheres, mimes in the forms of gods on high, mutter, mumble low, and hither and thither fly mere puppets they, who come and go. At bidding of vast, formless things that shift the scenery to and fro, and flapping from the condo wings, invisible woe, 
That mortally drama hope is sure. It shall be not forgot. With its phantom chased forevermore by a crowd that sees it not through a circle that ever returneth in. Ah, it returneth in to the self-same spot. And much of madness and more of sin and horror of the soul of the plot that see amid the mimic rot. A crawling shape intrude a blood-red thing that writhes for the scenic solitude. It writhes, it writhes with mortal pain. The mimes become its food and the seraphs song vermin fangs and human gore imbued and out. Out are the lights, out all and over each quivering ring form the curtain of funeral pole comes down with the rush of the storm while the angels all pallid and wane and prizing unveiling a firm play is the tragedy man and it's hero <laughs> the conqueror worm Okay, I'm genuinely creeped out in the best way positive possible. <laughs> that was awesome. You know, and you got to realize, folks, this is your surgery, right? Oh, uh, yeah, my mouth hurts. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I suffer for my art, I guess. <laughs> Oh, as it should be, but um, you know, course, we read the, we read the benefit. The so. worm, I, it, to give credit where it's due, that second piece is a conqueror worm, written by Edgar Allan Poe with my own particular twist to it. Eighteen forty-five, I believe. I could be wrong about that, though. I've heard you do that before. I believe years ago, you've been doing that one for a while, right? Yeah, the first time, first couple of times I did it, I, I said some of the words incorrectly. So um, I actually listened to somebody. I can't do the Virginia accent like Poe actually would have had, but um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you did amazing, and I just I appreciate, especially seeing as how you just had surgery. I mean, that's just nuts. So I really do appreciate you calling, and I really do appreciate you reading, and I really appreciate your fan club back there. That was yeah. amazing. You have That's a good adorable. Yeah, I have a good one. I appreciate it. Now I'm going to yeah. go and be I... unconscious for a while. I have a well, you can do that, but you have to tell her how to find you first. <laughs> you got to tell her how to find you first. M-I-T-H-R-I-L-W-E-A-V-E-R. Constantine, K-O-N-S-T-A-N-T-I-N. If I put those two words together, you'll find me. I'm all over the place. I'm just growing. You just can't get get rid of me. It's kind of like kudzu or something. I don't know. Anyway. 
that's how crazy Ivy in the South, it just takes over everything. Mm -hmm. Yes, whether we like it or not. Yeah. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Go hug the little miss for me and appreciate you so much. Good evening, my dear. (laughs) Thank you, darling. (laughs) Bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 807. 807, you are on the air. Hello, it's Robbie, baby. <laughs> Hello, how's it going? Oh, my goodness. Hello, it's good to hear from you. Wow, okay, that was a little obnoxious. <laughs> Every once in a while, I get really, well, I'm usually fairly goofy, but sometimes I get especially goofy. <laughs> this is more <laughs> more so than, you know. Than the the, the uh, more so than the abnormal. <laughs> so, uh, so I have something here. Um, I was mentioning in your Facebook and mentioned to like Christopher and that that uh, I've been doing kind of Halloween, but uh, with a different tack. I wanted to do like sci-fi based sort of horror, so like space stations, haunted space stations, and all the crazy things that happen on different planets. And especially now that we know about other planets and we know the conditions that are on them. And, you know, we see that and we're like, oh, my God, I wouldn't want to be on that planet for one second because <laughs> you die in one second. <laughs> so, that's, yeah, there's that's always that, thing. isn't there? <laughs> yeah, like they, you know, like if you say, oh, well, you know, if I went to this, like in, in the – in our solar system, like, oh, I wouldn't last long there, but we've, we're finding planets where you literally wouldn't last a second. You'd just be, like, atomized, pretty much. And uh, this is actually based on that premise. This is, like, based on a real planet. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I, I saw its official designation somewhere. But, it, oh, yeah, HD189733B. And, you know, like a lot of these planets, they don't, there's just so many of them. We can't possibly give a name to them all, right? But sometimes they give them a little nickname if it's significant enough. Anyways, so this is based on that. You make an emergency landing, shuttle out of fuel, gentle descent into a mysterious world. It doesn't look so bad, you think, as you depart from your defunct craft. You make your way to mysterious shores in a mysterious world, wondering what wonders you will find. As the shuttle sends out its distress beacon, you will soon be found. You stroll down virgin pathways, never before touched by woman or man. This dark, mysterious world, holding new experiences to be discovered till you are retrieved. Then you feel it. Is it rain? felt like rain, but it, it stung. The winds start to become a whirling dervish of chaos, and as they increase in speed, so does your horror. For you felt it only a couple times before. What felt like a cut here or there, a mysterious phenomena of this world, you think. But the true terror sets in as the winds kick into full force, and you realize that it is raining glass sideways. You scream in agony as the deadly rain assails your body, tearing anything left of your body to shreds. Even if someone came for you, 
not much would be left. For this is planet HD 189733B, the planet where glass rains down sideways, always. Had you known this, you would have suffered a fiery death in a crashed shuttle gladly, for surely no fate could be worse than this. And that is my sci-fi horror for Halloween. Not your conventional horror Halloween home, but you know me, I don't do anything conventional. <laughs> yeah. I was just, uh, I was watching a thing the other day talking about some of the, the planets and, you know, the mm-hmm. ones they're they're looking at that maybe we could survive on and then looking at the ones they think maybe we actually came from. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty cool. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. It's like the golden age. Like it, it really is a golden age, but it's a golden age for me personally in astronomy because I've loved astronomy my whole life, and now every day, like literally every day, there's just a juicy discovery for my my brain to sink its teeth into, you know, uh, black holes merging and all kinds of crazy-ass planets that <laughs> we never could have imagined in our wildest dreams coming up and, and all kinds of other new phenomena and all that. And, you know, in my lifetime, I've seen Pluto, you know, up close, uh, through NASA and everything, it's just like, ah, oh, yes, give me more, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, That's give so funny. Me more. <laughs> I uh, I have one, and I have one more poem here on the shorter side, and uh, this is more traditionally sort of horror, uh, more to that, more towards that side anyway, and it's called the Alienist, and uh, I think you heard this once before. I based this on an uh, archaic term Uh, they used to call psychologists alienists and i think it's kind of like they're studying like the kind of the idea like studying the alienated part of your mind or how to you know how to make it so that it's not alienated but to me that's a that's a frightening term i wouldn't could could you imagine if you're like oh i'm gonna make a you need to make a an appointment with your alienist oh i don't know if i want to do that (laughs) Psychologist sounds a lot more, a lot less intimidating than alienist. Oh, I love my alienist. She's great. You know, <laughs> I don't think you're ever going to hear that. That's so funny. Anyway, so this is the alienist. I am the alienist. The alien influence in your mind, that influence that finds the forgotten thoughts you could not find. They are forgotten for you. From you, for good reason, you see, for they are the thoughts that fill you with shame. Those thoughts you hope do not see the light of day as you desperately seek to send those thoughts along their way. I extract them with the scalpel of my skill as I take those thoughts from your mind against your will, examine them as my prize. Unwinding the threads of your motivations under the darkness of the moon as you swoon helplessly under the power of my scalpel's wound. I take those thoughts, those unwanted memories, pluck at them cruelly like a child does with the wings of a fly. And I feel the gleam creep into my eye 
that wicked glint that speaks of my knowledge. Pluck this wing, I make you smile. Pluck that wing, I make you cry. Tell me, how much do you fear me? And why do you come to me? Do you wish to forget the things you cannot remember? Do you wish to hide the most forbidden thoughts from everyone that you love? I can do that and more for you. But the more that I speak of what it is you fear, for I am the alienist, and I can make your mind more alien than you can imagine, a mind that you would hold in terror and fear. And that is the alienist. I just imagine like like tongue looking for the brain that could <laughs> at the end of the poem. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I just licked your brain and I found this thought yummy and luscious. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to read two, hun? That that was two. That was the the the, the alien planet. Oh, that's right. uh, the alienist. Yes, yes. You got lost. You got lost in a miasma of strangeness and <laughs> other things. <laughs> this is absolutely true. And I was trying to draw a spaceship <laughs> while you were reading, and it absolutely <laughs> did not turn out. It absolutely does not look like a spaceship. A spaceship cut to cut to smithereens by shards of tiny thousands of tiny shards of glass. <laughs> Maybe if I like make it look like it's exploding, that'll work. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, you have to find that 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 doodle that you were mentioning to me on Facebook. I want to see that one. Oh my if you can ever find God, it. <laughs> so many years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I don't expect anything, really, because that was so many years ago. But if you ever do come across it, let me know. <laughs> that I've, my got whole all those, weekend. I've got all those somewhere. I mean, I've got all my mm-hmm. – I don't throw those notebooks away. So it's it's somewhere. Mm-hmm. If I find it, I will – That's one of those things that every once in a while it's nice to actually go back and kind of just flip through and be like, oh, that's cool. And then another thing will be – and then you come across another doodle and he's like, Oh my God! Why did I ever draw that? <laughs> I guess I'll keep it because it's a memory. But okay. <laughs> Anyways, I can. And that's be why found... I'm feeling I'm feeling about this alien picture I'm drawing right now. Your, your spaceship. That's why I feel about it right now. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Uh, well, I can be found under Robbie's Multimedia Poetry and uh, at Facebook. And when you go there, you'll uh, find everything else that that's attached to, like, uh, like my um, uh, SoundCloud and, and everything else. And, uh, oh, I was going to – I want to write – because I know you like Star Trek Voyager. I love Star Trek Voyager, too. And I want to write a poem about – a horror – like – uh, sci-fi horror poem about Borg assimilation, and I'll send that to you privately because, especially now, like Paramount, they're just become so draconian with like you just like so much is touch their their um, their franchise and all that, and it's like we're gonna sue you. <laughs> like it's, 
so I just I'll just send that uh, to you uh, like through through email or through um, Facebook uh, Messenger or something. So okay, that works. Yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, dokie. All right. Tell everyone how to find you again. Tell them your Facebook page. Facebook, Robbie's Multimedia Poetry, and just uh, look look for the links there under my bio. All right, yep. hon, great job tonight. Thank you. I love your you I bet. love your aliens. I don't <laughs> love the drawing of your alien, but I love your aliens. <laughs> Thank you. It's not something You're you welcome. hear today. I love your aliens. <laughs> I love your aliens. Thank you, Robbie. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. All right, guys, I need to let you know we have quite a few people who are not in the lineup. We have 2503s. I know who those are. Hi, girls. We have 407 and 860. You are not in the lineup. If you guys want to come on, press one real quick so I can get you on. That'll alert me that it's okay to unmute you. That's 407 and 860. If you want to come on, press one. Otherwise, guys, it's been a great show tonight. I appreciate you all being here. It's absolutely an amazingly fun homecoming from me, for me, from for me, for me, to be able to spend this time with you. I'm going to close the show tonight since everyone's just hanging out and having fun with me, listening. I'm going to close the show tonight with that piece that I talked about from Edgar Allan Poe called In Celebration of Spooky October. And uh, I like this one a lot. So good night, everybody. We will talk to you next week. You are awesome. Hugs, kisses, all that good stuff. And here you go. My soul shall find itself alone dark thoughts of the grey tombstone, not one of all the crowd to pry into thine hour of secrecy. Be silent in that solitude, which is not loneliness, for then the spirits of the dead who stood in life before thee are again in death around thee, and their will shall overshadow thee. Be still. The night, though clear, shall frown, and the stars shall not look down. From their high thrones in the heaven, with light like hope to mortals given. But their red orbs without beam to thy weariness shall seem as a burning and a fever which would cling to thee forever. Now are thoughts thou shalt not banish. Now are visions there to vanish. From thy spirit shall they pass. No more like dewdrop from the grass. The breeze, the breath of God is still. And the mist upon the hill Shadowy Shadowy Yet unbroken Is a symbol 
upon the trees. A mystery.